Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Friday. It's been an interesting week, I can tell you that. Sure has. As we get set for the weekend. And you know the one thing for sure? Mm -hmm. The news will continue to be interesting, whether you know about it or not. It just seems like things. Does it? It's like like a raging river. But does it appear that every bit of news that's coming out, at least in recent uh, months, it's been depressing. One constant depressing piece of news after another. You keep hoping that something positive is going to happen, the end of this war, or uh, somebody that you're rooting for has some success, but it just doesn't seem to happen. We still have the uh, massive influx of uh, aliens coming across the border. No mm-hmm. one's, You know, I was thinking, Bill, we're protecting the border between uh, Gaza and Israel, we're trying to, you know, we're defending that border. We're defending the Ukraine border. You know, we're tr- trying to keep the Russians out of Ukraine, but we're not defending our own border. Nothing. No, and, you know, that brings up a, a subject that I didn't write notes down, but I did notice the five, the one guy talked about it, and that is the fact that when this whole Hamas thing broke out and then the BLM said, oh, we're, we're going to carry on for them, and we're going we're gonna to protest against colonization. This whole country technically is about colonization. That is the, we came in here and colonized the land. That's, mm-hmm. you know, the, and, and by them saying that means they want to dismantle America. And Hamas, you know, they, they're trying to infiltrate sure. and dismantle America. So you think about that. Your ancestors that came here legally and came to this this dream and became a part of it, you know, they were colonizers. That makes you a colonizer too. And so essentially they want to wipe us out. And sure. that should concern you because every nation or country there is is a form of coloniza- colonization. Colonization, yeah. And so that means, what are, what are we going to do? We're going to wipe out all the countries of all the world, and it's just going to be a bunch of happy uh, people well, out there? All you have to do is look at the protests. The protests mm-hmm. have the protesters around the world. And by the way, I, I'm so surprised that there are so many protests that are anti-Israel. You know, we have a, a large Jewish segment in our country, yet all I see in this country are pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas uh, demonstrations. And and in the process, you see them stepping on the Israeli flag and the U.S. flag, you know, and, and we don't do anything about that. We just sort of let it go because we're very tolerant in this country. We just allow it to happen. You know, it's uh, it's okay. We're, it's, it's free speech. You can step on our flag. Um, well, you know, everyone talks about um, the deep state and a a dark government. Well, I think this is the head of that snake that's rearing its head. And I think that they are sitting there funding both sides of the fight. They want this Hamas fight. So they're going to fund both sides uh, of that beast out there because it serves them good. If we sit there and get our happy rear ends back together and become the nation that we once were, it's not good for the deep state. But if we are divided, if America goes away mm-hmm. and is history uh, that will be unwritten history because it'll be erased as if we never happened in 10, 15, 20 years, well, that's the better of them. And do they care that they may not be here to reap the rewards? Well, no, but their, their family will because, you know, evil breeds evil a lot of times. And so, plus, I think these clowns think they can live forever. They think with technology, I'll be around controlling everything. Well, Good look at, you look at Joe Biden. He just keeps uh, mumbling along. But we'll get—I have a cut from him from last mm. night, and yeah, I swear he—he he, he lost his uh, place on the teleprompter. And but I want to play the uh, Pentagon briefing from yesterday, All right. and it t- it talks about um, we were, we were attacked in Syria yesterday. We had yeah. a, a destroyer uh, intercept some cruise missiles that were launched by the Houthis, uh, which are, I guess. Uh, they are supported by uh, the Iranians, and um, th- th- supposedly they're now saying that those uh, rogue cruise missiles were not launched directly at the uh, destroyer, but were 
en route to Israel. So that, it was in the way. Yeah, it was in the way, so the destroyer took yeah. it out. But uh, I don't buy that. I think they launched at the destroyer. And well, here's uh, here's the press conference from yesterday for today. So thank you, advance. Uh, well, I go through some detailed information here. First of all, let me address the ongoing situation in the Middle East and the Department of Defense response, and then I'll discuss the reports of drone attacks against U.S. facilities in Iraq and Syria. As you are all aware, Secretary Austin recently directed several steps to strengthen DOD posture in the region to bolster regional deterrence efforts to include deploying the USS Ford Carrier Strike Group to the Eastern Mediterranean along with the USS Eisenhower currently underway and en route. Additionally, we are also enhancing our fighter aircraft presence in the Central Command region to provide additional capabilities. By posturing these U.S. naval assets and advanced fighter aircraft in the region, we aim to send a strong message intended to deter a wider conflict, to bolster regional stability, and of course, to make it clear that we will protect and defend our national security interests. To that end, the crew of the guided missile destroyer USS Kearney, operating in the Northern Red Sea earlier today, shot down three land attack cruise missiles and several drones that were launched by Houthi forces in Yemen. This action was a demonstration of the integrated air and missile defense architecture that we have built in the Middle East and that we are prepared to utilize whenever necessary to protect our partners and our interests in this important region. There were no casualties to U.S. forces and none that we know of to any civilians on the ground. Information about these engagements is still being processed. Uh, we cannot say for certain what these missiles and drones were targeting, but they were launched from Yemen, heading north along the Red Sea, potentially towards targets in Israel. Our defensive response was one that we would have taken for any similar threat in the region, where we're able to do so against our interest personnel and our partners. This attack may be ongoing, so if we have more information to share, we will. But again, as the Secretary has made clear, we have the capability to defend our broader interests in the region and to deter regional escalation and broader expansion of the conflict that began with Hamas's attack on Israeli civilians on October 7th. The crew of the Kearney did just that, and across the force, we will remain vigilant to any other potential threats. And while I'm on the topic of threats, let me provide an update on the reports of several drone attacks against U.S. facilities in Iraq and Syria. Early yesterday morning, Syria time, October 18th, the Atat garrison in Syria was targeted by two drones. U.S. and coalition forces engaged one drone, destroying it, while the other drone impacted the base, resulting in minor injuries to coalition forces. Also the same morning in Iraq, early warning systems indicated a possible threat approaching the airbase at al-Assad and base personnel sheltered in place as a protective measure. Though no attack occurred, sadly, a U.S. civilian contractor suffered a cardiac episode while sheltering and passed away shortly thereafter. And our deepest sympathies and condolences are with the loved, one, loved ones of the individual who passed away. And as you know, the day before, on October 17th, U.S. military forces defended against three drones near U.S. and coalition forces in Iraq. In western Iraq, at al-Assad Air Base, U.S. forces engaged two drones, destroying one and damaging the second resulting in minor injuries to coalition forces. Separately, in northern Iraq, U.S. forces engaged and destroyed a drone near Bashir Air Base, resulting in no injuries or damage. And while I'm not going to forecast any potential response to these attacks, I will say that we will take all necessary actions to defend U.S. and coalition forces against any threat. Any response, should one occur, will come at a time and a manner of our choosing. Now, in light of all of this activity, Secretary Austin continues to actively engage with his counterparts and leaders within the Middle East. Today, he conducted a series of calls, which included discussions with His Highness President Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed of the United Arab Emirates, Amir Sheikh Tamim of Qatar, and Saudi Arabia Minister of Defense Khalid bin Salman al Saud. Secretary Austin also spoke with Israeli Minister of Defense Yav Gallant. Okay, so that's uh, just a bit of the press conference from yesterday afternoon at the mm -hmm. Pentagon. That's uh, Brigadier General Ryder, uh, who was the spokesperson. A um, couple of things. You, we had a, a contractor, a defense contractor, have a heart attack and die as he was sheltering in, in place. I don't blame 
the poor guy was well, probably yeah, that scared would scare stiff. the bajoons out of anybody here under attack. You think that's it? I'm done. And yep. You know, you can be fragile condition. You think you're healthy, and obviously he's a contractor. He's ever working, so mm-hmm. maybe he had a condition that nobody knew about or he didn't even know about that, boom. But my thing is they're going, well, you know, one got through and one didn't. You're going, yeah. boy, we escaped. But, you know, to me 50, that's a test salvo. That's 50% of the missiles got through. That's a test salvo. Yep. Well, we fired two, one got through. Yep. Now what are they going to do when we fire a 1,000? Yeah. You know, and that's what's going to happen. Well, in my estimation, this war is on and they are attacking. And, you know, we thought, well, they got a thousand missiles. I no, mean, they, Bill, if they have the gonads to go after uh, uh, American bases, uh, I think you're absolutely correct. I think, as far as they're concerned, game on. I'm talking about the uh, bad guys. Yeah. Uh, and we're part of the enemy. So they're going to come so after us. What they're going to do is. You know, you know, and we're sitting there going, well, we 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 warded off most of that attack. You know, and they sent two two drones, and we were able to take out one, and the other one didn't do what it was supposed to do. Can we can we filled off a thousand, five hundred, five thousand? Apparently, they've got them, yeah. And apparently, they've got the money because. Apparently, we have been funding both sides of the fight. Biden is giving. Yeah, yeah, we have. I got that that here. Uh, and Kennedy, obviously, inadvertently uh, approved some funds that went to Hamas, too. So we've been building this war machine. Here's what he says. Senator John Kennedy told Fox News last Thursday that Joe Biden and Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen gave $3.5 billion to Iran through the Internal Monetary Fund several months ago. This is not part of the $6 billion that Biden recently uh, gave to the Iranian right. government. So, uh, And they're saying that money is going to be going right to Hamas so that they can fund their, their efforts uh, in Gaza. It, it, you know, it, back in the Obama administration, he unfroze some funds that ended up biting us in the ass. That uh, I think that well, went but to they, the it, but it's intentional, Bill. They, yeah. they they know when they're giving the money to Iran that this is exactly what's going to happen. They don't have any so illusions. Why are these people wanting to dismantle the United States? Because they're anti-American. I, I, that's all I can say. They're anti-American. Let me ask you a question. Look at this administration since they've been in office. I keep going back to this, but it deserves repeating. Uh, we we literally surrendered after 20 years in Afghanistan to a bunch of uh, guys with no no weapons to speak of. We have literally given them billions of dollars worth of, of our weapons. We gave them a, a massive multi-billion dollar air base, Bagram, which was only a short distance from where they make nuclear weapons in China. And, and Trump had said that even if he backed out of Afghanistan, he would never have given up that base. There would always have been a U.S. presence in Afghanistan on that base because it was that valuable. But Biden just summarily gave it away. It's gone now. And Okay, so he did that. And you look at the darn border. I mean, we got a, a, a border with no protection, no absolutely no protection and that's because this guy has uh he doesn't care he doesn't care he wants to see these people in this country he said it on the stage during the debates in the 2020 elections he said right to the camera i welcome these people i'd let them all in come on this is what biden Mm -hmm. said and he's doing exactly when when someone says they're going to do something and they keep saying it over and over again believe him okay well, so now he says he's going to build the wall now you know we have to build the wall they make fun of the trump wall and but this is all for politics it's only because, 20 miles bill he's only building 20 miles yeah it's 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 a but it's enough to get him in the news and the little sycophants out there go, see, he's building the wall. We we had to do this. Protect. He's protecting our borders. Well, they tell us the economy is good. I guess I'm okay. So, you know, all of this stuff is he's fixing what Trump did. You know, and Trump didn't do anything bad, did everything good. But, well, you, you know, know, Trump he, has got to. Look, at Biden created the conflict on the border. 
It's yep. still there after three years. I mean, the damage that has been done. I, when I hear Trump say we're gonna we're gonna send them all back, I don't know how he's gonna find them, folks. Let's be realistic. There are like thirteen million people in this country that we know about. Well, you know, I do. I, I do know that we're paying them twenty five hundred dollars a month, yeah. and that's a tracking method. You know, that's a way to track these people. If you're giving them a check, you have to know where they are. And if you if, if you get Trump in office and they're still getting that check, you know where to pick them up. So maybe he has a, a method. But there are a lot of people, a lot of getaways, who got into this country and we don't know where they are. I mean, you know, are they picking up? Are they all picking up their money that they they need to get? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, but it's a sad thing. You know, it's an interesting thing too because there was a big news story that happened yesterday that's a non-news story today, and it makes you scratch your head, uh, Sydney Powell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she copped a deal. You would think that would be the top of the news in every news uh, operation this morning. It's it's nowhere. We can't find it anywhere. She's not mentioned in any, any of the sites we go to. Uh, well, now, she said, I think, that she would testify, agreed to testify. And everyone said, oh, uh, Trump's going to be in trouble. But it occurred to me afterwards, she had no dealings with Trump. Yeah, so she can't testify against him. What value is, who is she going to testify against? Uh, L. Uh, Lynn Wood, the, uh, the that lawyer from Georgia? Is, is that who she's going to testify well, it's going to be interesting because they dropped it today, but they were they were big on it yesterday, you know. And you know with the serious charges that they were throwing out there, they wanted to get them all together because that way it was easy to do, you know, it was easy to do uh, a Republican roast. But, you know, separate trials gives them a problem. So she copped a deal. And her deal is probation, six counts, and uh, six she years. Pays- so it's six years of probation, though, isn't it? Yeah, six years. So whatever that is, seventy-two, something like that. I, I don't know. Is that six? Uh, well, whatever it is, know. six years of probation. My, my question is, why would she have 72. done that, Bill? In, unless she's broke, unless she hasn't got the money to continue this effort, and she's paying only six thousand dollars in fine, and has to say that she was sorry and she's guilty to the Georgian people. Yeah. Yet after afterwards, it's been proven they actually did. You know. <laughs> I don't know, she, unless, the other thing I was thinking about yesterday was, has she talked to people um, through, through a backdoor channel of some kind where um, where she was given the okay to do this deal because, A, they would, they would pardon her when Trump is president and they would expunge this from her record when Trump was president? Well, maybe so, but right now I'll take it as face value is that she copped out, she copped a deal, and maybe that's what they want me to think. She copped a deal. I'm just saying I've written her off, you know, and uh But I wrote her uh, off a long time ago, but to be honest, she's been she's been silent for mm-hmm. a year and a half. I mean, for a while she was at every rally and sounded like she was going to, you know, release the Kraken. That was the big thing. I'm going to release the Kraken. And she you know she had success as an attorney. She was Mike Flynn's attorney and got him off. General, well, General Mike Flynn. She's a good lawyer. That's why I don't understand why she would do this deal. Because I look at the deal well, and I think, wait a second. Unless she was so afraid. She's going to lose her license, right? Well, maybe not. Maybe the probation is Georgia. Maybe they'll say she can't try cases oh, wait, in Georgia. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe, you know, I've got an attorney friend in Texas. And uh, he was a DA. But he got caught doing something bad. And they give you, you know, you've been disbarred. Yeah. No, no, they, you've been punished sanctioned and <laughs> yeah. sanctioned. And now on our website, this is going to be there for five years. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! You mean if they look it up and go deep in the pages, they're going to find out? Yeah. You know. Uh, so he got away with it, and then he ended up being a DA again. So, <laughs> so maybe, maybe it'll have no. She's a. I think she's a DC attorney. So maybe they'll say, look at you. You can't you can't practice law in Georgia for six years, and she'll mm-hmm. say, "Wait a second, uh, I've never practiced law in Georgia, so um, okay, I'll agree to that." You know, so that that's a possibility, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens on that. But her enemies will point that they will point it out to her. Uh, you know, her enemies, they'll, they'll be saying that she's a convicted felon or whatever. You know, they will make a big deal out of it. 
when it's appropriate for them to do so. I I don't know why she agreed to it. Unless well, she, she like might I have said, gotten the deal and she might have agreed to it. And then when she goes and testifies, she'll go, okay, I was told to testify and tell the truth. Here's the truth. But who knows? You know, oh, uh, I would think though that they would probably uh, talk to her before yeah. they put her on the stand to make sure she's not going to embarrass anybody. You know, I mean, they're going to know what she's going to say before she gets on the stand, or they won't put her on the stand. You know, they don't want to be surprised when she's sitting on the stand. Well, what they do, what they do to you, uh, is uh, if they're not sure about you, mm-hmm. uh, they would say yes. I'd like to call Mr. Harrington. Hostile and, uh, I would witness. Like to- yeah, I would like to note to the court right now, he is a hostile witness. Yeah. Um, you know, I was a hot, hostile witness. Well, you're a, you're a, you look like a hostile witness. <laughs> I look like a lot of things and probably nothing good. I don't know. <laughs> you see where the State Department issued a worldwide caution for U.S. citizens? Uh, yeah. It says here the State Department on Thursday issued a worldwide security alert for Americans overseas amid the, Isra- the Israel-Hamas conflict citing increased tensions in various locations around the world and the potential for extremist attacks and violence against Americans. You know what I didn't understand? I didn't realize till yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was reading about how countries uh, have changed as far as their the makeup of the, the people, uh, that France is now like 12% or 13% Muslim because, you know, they let... They let a, a load of Muslims come in from the Middle East over the last five years. I mean, I'm talking about millions of Muslims. Well, now they're having problems with th- that segment of the population. They're having demonstrations, riots. I, I think I mentioned that there are parts of Paris that are so dangerous, even the police don't want to go into those neighborhoods now because they're so out of control, you know? And uh, But I was reading where... That there are uh, the, the the makeup of the population has changed. You know, France was uh, a, a, a it was a Catholic country for uh, generations, for centuries, and it was a Christian country. They kind of lost their their uh, connection to the faith over the last uh, hundred years or so. It's not a, as pious a country as it used to be. I mean, France used to be a, a devout country, but uh, supposedly people will tell you that, yeah, they're technically Catholic, but they don't really, they're not really a practicing country anymore. I mean, they took over, for example, you know, the Cathedral of Notre Dame. Uh, I always thought that was owned by the Catholic Church because it is a Catholic church, but actually it's, it's owned and funded by the, the federal government. It's owned and run by the, the, the country because it's, it's considered more of a monument now than a church which gives you an idea of where they're going. But now you have a makeup where an active, uh, vibrant uh, Muslim population in France is starting to to take control, so to speak. It's changing the makeup of the country. And there are other countries in Europe that are going through the same thing. Countries like, would you believe, Norway and Denmark, they're all changing because of the people that they've allowed into the country. And these people are not just moving in and being passive. They're moving in and making themselves heard, you know? You know, it's interesting because we, earlier we mentioned about colonization. They want to decolonize America. But what they want to do is colonize the world, not just a country, but the whole world to what they want. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They want they want one um, one, they want one religion. They, they, one I mean, religion, yeah. and you know what? And believe it or not, skin color makes a big deal to them. And you and I, my friend, are not that color. Well, uh, we, we are living in different times right now, friends. And unfortunately, we don't have somebody who's competent who is driving our bus. We have a guy who mumbles and stumbles. Case in point, I have a little clip from uh, our our leader who was uh, speaking in front of the nation last night. By the way, before I get into this, do you know what uh, happened before uh, the speech started? They bathed the, the White House in red lighting. The entire outside of the White House before the speech started, you know, normally it's in just floodlights, right? It's And it shows the White House. The mm-hmm. entire outside of the White House 
Why? was lit red. They did this once before. I have Bill. It's got either it's a signal to somebody that something's going on, or it's a, a tribute to somebody. But it is not normal. But well, it was. it's not a Republican tribute, and it's not a Republican signal because the Democrats are in control. So they are. If it's a signal, it's it's a code for something to happen. What we ought to do is look at the last time when there was that speech, and you know they said Trump was this way, but. Biden was there all in, you know. In red? In, I think in red. You mean when he was up in uh, Philadelphia giving that speech and they, they lit the whole background in red? So did anything happen any in any amount of time after that? Well, we'd have to check. I can't, can't think of anything off the top of my head. But all I can tell you was that uh, it looked ominous. It looked sinister last night. It looked inappropriate. And they did do it. You can check for yourself, folks. Just do uh, a search on Google, White House uh, lit red before speech. You'll see it. You'll see the images. Anyway, Joe was speaking in front of uh, the nation last night. Honest to God, folks, he gets out there. He sits down. He starts to uh, ramble. He starts to introduce uh, facts that aren't facts. He starts to talk about our fight with Russia? He's supposed to be talking and concentrating on what we're doing in the Middle East. He brings in Russia. Well, listen for yourself. We will defend every inch of NATO which a treaty requires and calls for. We'll have something that we do not seek. Make it clear, we do not seek. We do not seek to have American troops fighting in Russia or fighting against Russia. What is that all about? You know, we don't seek to have American food, uh, troops fighting in Russia or against Russia. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, he 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 gets completely lost. Nobody corrects him. I saw him do an interview on the airplane. You may have seen it too. Uh, on his way back, I guess he was in he was in Germany doing a uh, a refueling, and he was on the airplane. And standing behind him was Tony blinking, looking very concerned. And then Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre was standing to his left, and they were listening to him answer a question from a reporter, and he literally got lost. And you can see the deer-in-headlight look on Tony Blinken and Corinne Jean-Pierre, which led me to, to think, who really and truly is making the presidential decisions for our country right now? Because it isn't Joe Biden. No. I mean, Joe Biden is standing up and mumbling and stumbling and getting lost. He, he once again, he was in, when he was in Israel, he once again claimed that his son was killed in Iraq. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he keeps bringing that stuff up, and anybody who checks will tell you that his son died from cancer in Maryland. It, it, it didn't happen. He didn't die from wounds in Iraq. But Joe has made that a part of his, his narrative, and he just keeps throwing it out there. Well, you tell a lie enough, it becomes the truth. Now, I bet you if you went out, man on the street with a microphone, and asked people, I bet you the preponderance of them would sit there and say, "Oh yeah, he, he you know, he was he's a war hero because he died in, in action." That's what Joe says. His dad, he wouldn't well, lie. You know, yesterday we were talking about uh, they had said the news had jumped on it that that the Israelis had bombed a hospital and 500 innocent mm-hmm. men, women, and children were killed. And they ran with it like a, it was a wildfire. Oh, my God. And it didn't take them very long to prove that it was absolutely a false story. It didn't happen. Well, our little lady friend there that uh, cried on the uh, steps of the White House. Oh, uh, yeah. You mean Tlaib. Tlaib. Rita T- yeah. uh, Rashida Tlaib. Well, yeah. 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 She is, uh, she's now uh, she's having to fill the fact that uh, the population is split because a lot of people sat there and said, this is bogus. And then, of course, there are the people that, that side with her go, oh, it's through. But she knew. She knew. And she sat there and but mustered she was, up the fake tears she, for a lie. She was talking about... Seeing the pictures of the babies, the burned babies. I saw the- pictures of babies burned and decapitated by Hamas. Yeah, I did too, but I didn't see any that were burned or decapitated or, or injured in that hospital because it didn't happen. No, no, but she, they, 
liberals like to do this, and she is a liberal, and she's pro-Palestinian, she takes a story and will twist it, you know, and she'll take a fact and twist it into a lie, and it becomes her truth and our bad, and that's what she's doing. I did look up the color red because I knew in flags Mm -hmm. they have have meaning. A signal, yeah. Yeah, well, there is. I mean, there's a lot of different meanings for the color red, but red on a flag can symbolize bloodshed, war, revolution, struggle, power, courage, strength, and valor. Now, that's what the color red stands for, but right off the bat, right off the bat bloodshed, war, revolution. Mm. Well, so you know, it is a signal. It can, you know, there are other things like sacrifice and this and that, but. It is. Let me ask you a question. I, I said this to someone uh, recently, and I'm not going to say who because I haven't ha- I haven't uh, gotten their permission. But um, do you get the feeling sometimes that much of what we've been told, at least over the last is ten, a lie? ten or fifteen years, is a lie? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, w- we saw a video a couple of days ago, and I we talked about it about these paramilitary uh, soldiers marching over a bridge in Columbus, Ohio, wearing gray outfits with a black cap, looking kind of like the old brown shirts of, you know, Hitler's 1930s, but they were wearing gray, and they were chanting, Hail Columbia, or something like that, and they had an altered... uh, Kind of like American flag, but it was the the bars weren't straight. They were zigzag, and there was a different uh, set of stars. And they were chanting as if they were giving their allegiance to a new government, a new leadership. But mm-hmm. the everybody who saw them march over that bridge, this video, and one of the people in Columbus who who wrote said, "I live in Columbus, and they ain't from here. Those are feds." Those are feds. Mm. And uh, what is going on? What is happening? You st- you see stuff like that. Somebody somewhere thinks it's a great idea to at least screw the country up mentally. You know, I mean, uh, do we need all this turmoil right now in our lives? I would think that if, if you could take the country and give them a physical examination, you'd find that most of our country is going through uh, some kind of stress situation. We are we're being assaulted on every front. The news keeps changing on a daily basis. It's crisis after crisis after crisis without end with this clown in the White House and I think it's all intentional. What are they leading to? Where is it going? Well, you know, I have a theory, but uh, I don't know how to formulate the theory, but it's it's kind of like a slow burn. In other words, when we had the revolution, we had the Civil War, it was pretty it was pretty quick. It, it happened. I mean, it went for a while, but it was direct and head on. This is a kind of intended collision, mm-hmm. but it's a slow process, like you're ripping the Band-Aid off of a wound slow, or, or you put the frog into the pot of water and you turn up the heat slowly so it so doesn't, it doesn't know. It's, know. Yeah. And this is an this is a reshaping, and dismantling and decolonization, and the end of America. They are taking it slowly apart. So you well, don't you know, look at look realize. at the January Sixers who were in prison with no charges to this day, a thousand days, no charges. Well, no, 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 no. The Mississippi man, uh, he was uh, uh, he was actually sentenced to nine years for January sixth. Mm-hmm. But so, some, some are still in jail, with no charges yet. Well, they well the yeah if you if you take them all at once, and charge them all at once and throw them into jail, well all those families are going to cry all at once and there's going to be a big backlash and everybody's going to know. But if you hide them away, lock them up, who cares about them? And you take one here, and one then there, one here, yeah, and well, then. You know, here. you talk you about you, don't know. you talk about what's happening. Greg Gutfeld on yeah. the five the other day. Um, Greg Gutfeld is a pretty smart guy. You know, uh, he, would you believe he started to talk about the possibility 
of us going to, and this is on the five, which is a very mm -hmm. top rated uh, program. He, the possibility of us going into a civil war, listen. Well, there's only, this is called a criminal mulligan, right? But only certain people get criminal mulligans. And January 6th protesters, they don't get criminal mulligans. And here's why. They're the oppressor, right? So the oppressed get criminal mulligans. The people that are complaining, like us, we're actually oppressors. And we, we're losing power. So that's why we're upset. I just got a job at MSNBC. <laughs> but let, so let's compare the rights between criminals and victims. Okay, the criminals, they get a mulligan. They get to steal up to eight, eight, $900 worth of stuff. They can loiter, sleep, and shoot up in public areas, including playgrounds. They can loot and burn and call it social justice. Uh, they can uh, pile up dozens of arrests and never do time. Meanwhile, what about us? Well, we have to change our lives to accommodate risk wherever we go. We have to move out of cities for the sake of the safety of our families and our own safety. That's what's happening. We're being driven out of cities by the oppressed. So I return to my imperfect analogy from yesterday. We had a war over slavery. We knew slavery was inhumane and immoral, but somehow we couldn't solve slavery peacefully. It was an evil, but one side refused to acknowledge that it was evil because it was too big of an admission for them to make. Doesn't that feel that way now, that this defiant refusal to reverse this decline argues against the survival of a country? What does that leave you with? It leaves you with you need to make war to bring peace because you have a side that cannot change because then that means an admission that their beliefs have been corrupt all the time. So in a way, you have to force them sur to surrender. Okay, so where are we right now? Are we headed towards the Civil War and we really well, kind of don't even so. know it? Yeah, I think we are. I, I, I think we are. Well, I think that the, the, the powers that are evil... They are ripping this Band-Aid off slow, but they're getting a little quicker because they do have one thing. They do have the media on their side. You know, and you talk about the Civil War, we're, we're talking about the, the people that were racist and people that weren't racist. And ironically, it was the evil foes that we talk about, the Democrats. Now, you know, they could have won that, but they lost. And thank God they lost, but here's the problem, is that they said, okay, so we're going to own the fact that uh, we were on the side of the right and the other side was, you know, are the, are the racists. They've turned the narrative around, even though history shows otherwise, and that's why they want to get rid of the history. See, I think that they've, uh, they never counted in their formula. They never, never counted on a guy like Trump, a guy who the harder they hit him, the more popular he becomes. Over and over, he keeps rising in the polls. Yesterday, the Maris poll came out, and they were they were jumping with joy because it said that Biden was ahead of Trump like 47 to 43 or something like that. Oh, they were so delighted. But then Bloomberg News came out with a poll yesterday on where they are in different key states in 2024. The former president, President Trump, is up 47% to Biden's 43% in Arizona, Georgia, seven. Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Now, I'll run that by you again. Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. All seven. This is what this poll mm. says. So uh, they don't talk about this poll. This poll got buried in the, the, the news. So they didn't count in their in their planning bill. They didn't count on this guy Trump. And they were also running out of time. Suddenly they're looking and they say, wait a second, we only have a year until the, the next election. Uh, things aren't happening. We can't rip the bandage, as you would say, as slowly as we were doing it. we got to move things along a little quicker. So let's right. have that war in the Middle East. Let's have the, you know, let's let's turn the flame up a little higher on the burner, you know? Well, you know, it's money that's funding the rhinos in, uh, in Congress. Uh, and Jordan didn't get in. He, well, uh, it hasn't, he's having a press conference right now, I believe. Well, yeah, I guess he is, but, uh, I, I have, uh, him talking yesterday afternoon. And uh, does this sound like somebody who's getting out? Listen, so I'll just say this: we made the we made the pitch to um, members on the resolution as a way to 
lower the temperature and get back to work. Uh, we decided that wasn't where we're going to go. I'm still running for speaker, and I plan to go to the floor uh, and get the votes and win this race. But I want to go talk with a, a few of my colleagues. Particularly, I want to talk with the 20 individuals who voted against me um, so that we can move forward and begin to work for the American people. Okay, so he said he's, he's still in it, and he's still... Now, again, yeah. as we speak and as we do this program, he's having another press conference. It could go either way, but who knows? I, I know that he's got opposition out there, and it's the money that has been funding those rhinos with donations, including DeSantis. And they're, they're sitting there, and so they're nobody. You know, Trump is out. They're, they're, they're going against Trump, and they're punishing Jordan for his role of saying, yes, the election was stolen, and yes, there was no insurrection, which... You know, I'm of the belief, my opinion right now, eh, you know, the election wasn't stolen. Uh, there was an insurrection, not because I actually believe that, but because the people that are in control of the media, the left, they will not sit there and sit down with you and say, well, let's examine this. No, they, they are closed-minded, and they are going to stick to their guns. So back to, are we headed for a civil war? Well, if you don't want to sit there and sit down and talk, and let's 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 see what really happened, you know, then we're, maybe we what, are. What are what are our options? I mean, this is this is a terrible time now. I, I don't know whether we are. I I sometimes think we're too fat and sassy to be tough enough to even consider that kind of a thing because I I think when push comes to shove. Uh, we a lot of people to take a back seat. Yeah, they'll they'll ah, the heck with it. I'm going to watch TV and see what's on the game. On you know who's playing football this weekend? They they will go do something else. They they'll say how bad can it really get? Yeah, uh, I'll put up with it. Because exactly. It'll change just, in time. I'll just ignore the news. You know, I don't want to watch this football game because you know it's all rigged. You know, but you know there exactly. are people only- out there, Bill. I keep I say that, but you know there are. Tens of thousands of uh, people out there, especially in the heartland of our country, who have had enough, and they are, you know, these we're talking about the people who uh, do some serious work for a living. You know, get up at five in the morning and go out and milk the cows, and you know, run the tractor, and they're well. Biden got some good news, and that is because the Republicans are a house divided. And they're helping, you know, the division is being helped by the left and in and, and deep, dark money. Uh, now, the, the Hunter uh, and uh, the Biden family crime thing, that's been put on hold. So that means that Joe goes forward and there is no indictment going down right well, yeah. now against them. The worst, investigation's on hold. Worst yet, they didn't postpone these uh, hearings. They canceled them. Yeah. So I'm like going, this guy gets his skate. And they keep going after Trump, and everyone even now Trump says it's a witch hunt, which it is, and people say it no. And quite honestly, what's going on in New York is not just a crime; it's downright, uh, you know, offensive what they're doing, because what they're doing to him, they can do to you. Sure, they can walk in and say, you know, uh, Mr. Well, Arrington, you we know, heard your podcast today. We, we're going to take away. Your retirement, your social security, everything, yeah. Your this and that. Oh, you paid off your house. Uh, we're gonna seize eminent domain it. Get out. Well, let me tell you, they. Uh, um, you heard Biden speak yesterday. You heard him. Mm-hmm. He, they, he's sending money to both sides, and he didn't sound anywhere near as upset with Hamas as he sounded a few weeks ago when he talked about MAGA. Listen, look. This is not your father's Republican Party. 30% of it is made up of these MAGA Republicans who are maybe democracy is something I don't, they don't look at it the same way you and I look at democracy. He talked nastier about MAGA than he talked about Hamas. What is democracy? Because, you know, the Democrats, well, my democracy. Let's define democracy. What is democracy? Do we have it? Or do we not? Or is it being bastardized? Because I don't think anybody really gets 
what democracy is. Now, I don't, I didn't have it pulled up here to say, but well, it's easy to Google and figure it out. You know what a democracy is, and hell, they may have changed. Well, the, we the we definition. are a, we're actually a democratic republic, which is not yeah. a democracy right. per se. Uh, they talk about democracy. We're a democracy. No, we're a republic. We're we have representatives. We have people go and represent us in Congress. Um, but anyway, I wanted to point out we we were talking about the speaker situation and the turmoil. And yesterday, McCarthy got in front of a microphone. He was the guy who was removed, and right. um, I kind of think that he's repositioning himself to be drafted back into the role. I really do. I think that he will be the the choice of, come on, everybody, we've had McCarthy for eight months. He, re he really wasn't that bad. Let's draft him back into the speakership and give him the rest of this, uh, uh, at least the, the rest of this term, right? And uh, so he was speaking in front of the cameras, and here's what he said yesterday. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I was at the mic. I was speaking, and Matt Gates tried to interrupt the center, so I told him to sit down, and he sat down. What's your deal? I think it... No, I told him to sit down. I, th I think the entire conference screamed at me. People are, listen, we, the whole country, I think, would scream at Matt Gates right now. Remember, it was a crazy eights led by Matt Gates and every single Democrat that put us into this situation. Uh, we've never been in this situation before. But how do you have 4% of your conference remove a speaker when 96% are there? This is why we're here. He had no plan afterwards. Now we have Israel at a war, questions whether Congress can act, uh, questions where we'd be able to go to select a new speaker. I mean, it's a difficult situation driven by one person for his own personal beliefs, his own animosity towards me, and his concern about what's inside an ethics complaint that was filed before I was even speaker. Okay, consider this. Uh, when he was removed, he had a press conference, and he sounded like everybody's friendly neighbor, Okay. He wasn't angry at anybody. He wasn't, uh, he hold no, I don't hold any grudges. I mean, he was just amazingly calm about the fact that he had just been removed as Speaker of the House. And he wasn't going to run for Speaker anymore. Uh, he was just going to concentrate on being a representative. Does that sound like somebody who's not repositioning himself? To me, it does. It sounds like somebody who is repositioning himself to be drafted back into the Speakership. Uh, and possibly, said, I mean, but what do we do? I mean, uh, because obviously I don't think anybody that is put forward unless it's an outside person. And I, really you know, would, do you know who, uh, the Democrats put forward George W. Bush? Well, that that's true. They did. <laughs> that was funny, but seriously, uh, what's his name? The guy who's the leader of, uh, of the Democrats. I can't think of his name, but, uh, uh, he got up and he said a perfect choice that would be good for both sides is Liz Cheney. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Liz and she Cheney. She would not be a perfect choice. Oh, my I, God. I, I, I couldn't believe that this moron would make that suggestion. Well, I'm this far. I am this far. And, and by the way, he's showing, he's showing the camera like, uh, what, about an eighth of an inch? Separation, uh, yeah, yeah. something. Yeah, I'm that far from just saying I'm independent. But you know, that is actually by doing that, they, I'm not proving anything. I don't get to vote in the primaries in in this state, and uh, it's just it's problem. You know, no matter what we do, we have a problem here, and it's not getting resolved. At least I will give Democrats their due, and that's the fact that no matter right or wrong, they stick together. You know, and it all goes back, in my opinion, to global governance and the fact that there is a, a group that uh, is fighting for one world, uh, you know, leadership, meaning uh, mm -hmm. uh, a government that runs everybody. Uh, I, I, and I, these people are members of the World Economic Forum, and a lot of them are part of the European Union, would you believe? Well, the EU has all these new censorship policies that they initiated starting this last August, and yeah. they're making it very difficult for social media to just do their own business, uh, meaning they want to be able to look at sites like Twitter, and they want to be able to censor Twitter. 
the, Twitter's the, pulling the, out of the it. EU. So Twitter's saying, well, wait a second. We don't really need the EU. We can concentrate on uh, non-EU countries who like us, like the U.S., England, and uh, others, uh, and we can just pull out. But then I was thinking, mm-hmm. you know, Bill, what is um, – what does uh, Musk own? He owns Starlink. Satellite. Yeah, I yeah. was thinking. I was just thinking that. I'd put it up there, and it beams down. Yeah. Can they block? Do they have control no, over that? No. No. Good luck. I mean, you can say, look, at, uh, we're not going to make any issue out of We're not going to have any more uh, connection on, on the Internet via the normal methods, but uh, we're going to make it available to anybody who wants it on Starlink. But do people know how to get Starlink? Well, I mean, um, oh, do you think a guy like uh, Musk can make it very easy? I mean, he can send, he can make available the the app, you know, th- that you can probably put on your phone that'll connect to Starlink, and well, well, you know, you can on Amazon, you can buy a little Wi-Fi connector. Mm-hmm. Uh, why can't you have a little plug that uh, you USB plug? You plug it in, and now you got the Starlink connector that goes right into your computer. Because he's made it available for everyone, well, and everybody has Starlink. You know, he made it available to the entire country of the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and apparently, a lot of people in the Ukraine use it to this day. Yeah. So uh, it can't be too difficult. No, it's probably just a little simple receiver chip, and that's it. And he could manufacture it. He could either give it away, which is what I'd do, because then you know the advertising. Base number would go through the you know, roof. You know, Bill. The thing is, they're talking to the wrong guy. They're fighting with the wrong guy. He's the richest man in the world, and he bought, you know, Twitter. I guess it's called X now, but uh, he bought that for a ridiculous amount of money. Maybe he'll never even get that money back. But he seems to almost have bought it as a plaything, and he's not someone who's going to be intimidated. He's told them. Uh, they suggested that they can negotiate a deal. The EU said to him, mm. he said, anything you want to negotiate, we can do right here on Twitter, right here on X. You want to negotiate, mm. put your terms right here. I don't believe in backdoor diplomacy. You know, yeah. he, he's a, a very straightforward guy. for all the world to see. Yep. So, uh, but he's dealing with these the politicians, folks. The politicians, they're out for themselves. At least that's my own humble opinion, and I'm sticking mm-hmm. to it. Um, and you're welcome to. You know, I didn't play this. This is actually about a week and a half old, but it's worth Uh-oh. listening to. All right. This is um, this was on Fox and Friends a weekend about a week ago, just after the attack. And I didn't realize this, and nobody talks about this. Listen to what he says, the uh, U.N. ambassador. Galad Adan. We're just getting uh, news as well from our Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken. He's reporting that several Americans were killed in Israel mm-hmm. as well. Uh, the U.S. is working to verify. I, I know reports. that there are dozens, dozens, okay, of Americans, Israeli Americans, or holding American citizenship, who are being held hostage now in Gaza. Dozens? Dozens. dozens. Wow. Does that mean to you they were looking for Americans, people with... But you're saying dozens of Israeli and Americans? Yeah, because there are also uh, many Israelis who uh, have uh, American identity, citizenship. Um, We still, you know, we don't have all the names uh, yet. We are still uh, working to get all the names of the missing uh, people, uh, civilians, soldiers. But as I said, dozens are Americans. That's the U.N. ambassador uh, the is- Israeli UN ambassador, Gilad uh, Adan. And he's saying, and nobody's been saying this for the past week and a half, that there are dozens and dozens of people who hold American passports who are being held hostage. You don't hear it. I- I've been looking for it, and it's all quiet. So uh, isn't that something that uh, should be told to the world, that there are a lot of people who are American citizens who are being held hostage in uh, Gaza, or maybe they don't want you to know that, so that if they bomb the place, you won't uh, make an issue out of it. Yeah, we didn't know they were there, but we do know that they're there. And uh, I don't. This is a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense to me. Well, uh, we're we're almost done with this program. Uh, uh, we should point out that um, we have a phone number you can contact us at any time. Anytime. Mm. Our number is 833-538-7868. 
833-538-7868. That's our telephone number. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at jimandbill.com. Mail at jimandbill.com. I'm repeating myself. Yes. <laughs> and uh, then we got uh, jimandbill at mail.com. So I think we've got it all covered. Uh, you know, I have yeah. some stories, but they can wait. Well, you, 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 if, if you have anything, we've got a few minutes. Is there something you oh, want to... Oh, no, no, no. Nothing, nothing important. I, I was going to say just some trivial stuff like... Uh, you know, the, the Tennessee teachers cited for prostitution. You know what their defense is? What? Well, they weren't, uh, they had to do it. They've been doing it for years. They were just trying to make ends meet. Oh, they, okay. So they're not getting paid enough money as a teacher. So right. it was a little side job to supplement their income. Just a little side job. Yeah. Kids don't, you know, boy, you know, so yeah, it was yeah. that. And then, you know, the, this comment is political. I can. Save that for a rainy day, like maybe uh, I don't know tomorrow. I, I think don't know it's, the I think it's gonna rain tomorrow. Come to think of it, but uh, so anyway, things to look out for in the news uh, today: uh, whether Jordan uh, pulls his name from the uh, speaker race. I, I I don't know about you, but I'm just getting a little tired. Just would you please just go back to work? You know, and with the people, they they complain about the people who uh, pulled McCarthy from the speakership. The he, I think. Uh, what do you call him? Uh, Gates Crazy Eight or something like that. He made a he made yeah. a, a slogan out of it, like he hasn't been thinking about it, right? Uh, but in the meantime, we have uh, fifteen or twenty rhinos who are causing all of this turmoil right now. You know, if this were the Democrats, they'd all in lockstep go and vote the way Democrats vote. But Republicans, no, nah, they don't think that way. They, Even if Nancy stepped on a field mine when she was the House Speaker, they would have sat there and backed her no matter what. Of course, yeah. Well, in the meantime, um, we're going to be looking for that, see whether Jordan gets in or pulls his name. I personally think uh, he's going to pull his name because I was looking at one of the stories on one of the websites, uh, and somebody, some uh, pundit said that uh, he hasn't got a path he hasn't got a path to the speakership. It just there's just too many people who aren't going to vote for him no matter what. So, do you think that um, uh, that McCarthy could get back in? I don't know. I, I that's a, that's a long shot. You know, I would have. You we, know, what I would, are we? You know what I would have thought, Bill? I would have thought that Trump would have picked up the phone and would have called those twenty holdouts and said, "Look, it. I appreciate your independence. I appreciate the fact that you're Republican." But let me tell you what's going to happen if you don't get in line. I'm going to make it my personal life's work to make sure that anybody, anybody who runs against you is financed and has my total support. And you'll probably remember that uh, in the last election, I won your district big time. So if I throw my weight behind an opponent of yours, there's a good chance you're going to be doing some other work this time next year. I, yeah, would I don't think it would... Go ahead. I, I don't think that would work because the the people that are funding or the guy that's funding the money is a, is a Denver Trumper, and he's giving these, these rhinos the money to do that, and I don't think that they care. They're, they've probably got enough money to where, ah, I don't get voted back in. Doesn't matter. We're a house divided. We're going to stay divided. And even Marjorie Taylor Greene is sitting there going, you know, it's broken. And she doesn't oh, know yeah. that it can be fixed. Well, who was that one? Lesko down in in was it uh, Arkansas yeah. or Arizona? Who said I'm I'm done after this term? I'm done. It's it's a broken system and it's not working. So anyway, uh, that's going to do it for us for this Friday program. Uh, we uh, we've run out of stuff to talk about, but we do have one more thing that we think you should uh, you should hear. Well, actually, I, I got the uh, the memo from Lesko. When she said what she said. What'd she say? What'd she said? What? Hasta la vista, baby. I'm out of here. The Voice of Freedom. CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. 
We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com, and this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know, seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us too, but it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>